ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, I am joined by Peter Coleman and Colleen, and we will be discussing the phenomenon known as Bigfoot, or Sasquatch, or Skunk Ape, or Grassman, or Yeti, and I think there was another one that had man in it, uh, Wild Man, Hairy Man, are two other ones. And there's probably many, many Yeah, there's more. a lot more. Yeah, you missed the Aussie one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah the Australian Yowie. Yeah. The Yowie, there you go. No, you got to be into this. The Orang Pandek from Indonesia. There you go. See, everything I found uh, only said North America, and I think that's because I used the specific term Bigfoot. I didn't use Sasquatch, which would have given me a lot bigger range. I didn't use Yeti well, because then that would have given me something like. Scotch, this, um, oh, I just lost my turn of thought. <laughs> Sasquatch actually is the Aboriginal term for Bigfoot. Yes. Yeah. So, well, it's a derivative of the indigenous term for Bigfoot. It's a yeah Anglophone version Anglophone, of yeah, exactly. Yeah. We call it Bigfoot. They call it Sasquatch. It seems to be much more Canadian. That Sasquatch was a much more Canadian. Yeah, I phrase. think we're. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. We're using yeah. the American term. Yeah, we're here like, in North America, in Canada. It's been Sasquatch. Yeah, like in Canada, they seem to call it Sasquatch, and then in, in the states, they call it Bigfoot. Yeah, well, in some of them, yeah. Americans are very great. <laughs> exactly. There are some people who actually do argue that the Sasquatch tends to be lighter brown in color. And the Bigfoot is a darker brown in color and that they're actually two separate species of species or whatever that would be. So I'm going to start, you know, not using the paper for just a minute because there's been things that I've wanted to put out there about it. Um, I heard one account where the reason a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot or a Yeti, you know, we're going to use all the terms, but we're talking about relatively the same thing. You know, different variations here and there, but relatively the same thing. So, oh, God, now I lost my train of thought. Well, I don't think we should be using those ones. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, back on track. So, the reason that they haven't been able to get a clear uh, photo of a Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever, uh, is because they admit a certain kind of field whether or not it's a audio based field or a radio based field or what it is we're not sure but whatever it is they're saying that's why we can't get a clear picture of it because when it tries to zoom in it just automatically gets blurred out oh really just because yeah. of one of their mechanisms as a natural being has it so that they can't be photographed and if they are it's always blurry because of this field or so whatever. it's like vampires yeah uh, there was another theory that I heard of is that um, they actually developed the ability to turn invisible. That's why they could, you know, end up behind you and then, you know, later on be completely gone. And all they did was step behind a tree kind of thing is because they went behind the tree, they turned invisible, and then they buggered off into the woods, right? 
So those are two things that I heard of way back when, when the Discovery Channel was still brand new. Was still brand new. You you remember way back in like the late nineties, and they had the Discovery yeah. Channel oh, previews, awesome. the previews and stuff. Yeah. I can go further back than that, dude. Well, I know, but like th- that's when I started to hear things about it, right? And it's always been like, oh, oh well, could there be, and could there not be? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm still kind of on the fence. They did one with the mermaids, but... and they did one with the yeah. dragons too, right? Mm. And everybody thought, oh my god, is this real? No, it's just a mockumentary of what. Yeah. yeah, you have to actually. So well, though. You have to look into some of the the descriptions, right? Because if you don't look in there, you won't be able to tell whether or not it's supposed to be a documentary or a mockumentary. Because sometimes they're half one, you know, doesn't the other. So I have that most Bigfoot sightings, if we're using just that term, uh, are in North America and America in general. Um. You got stuff? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So with the most of the Bigfoot sightings, like there's over 10,000 reported sightings that they've come across. Um, About one third of all those are in the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. That's where the majority are, but they're all over the U.S. Um, And a lot are spread out through the rest of the North America. There's some in... um, uh, In the Northwest, the big areas are like Washington, Oregon, Northern California... BC is a big hot spot, apparently. Um, then in this, in the Great Lakes regions, there's also quite a number. And then in the southeastern United States, there's some. And then the rest are kind of, you know, there's a little bit in Texas, which has like just over 800. Um, California has about 1,600. Pennsylvania has over 1,300. So they're all over, but they seem to really like that Pacific Northwest area, the 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 temperate forest regions, I guess you would say. I find they also like are not only are they in the forest, but it usually has a mountain range or a hilly area. Yeah, they like to be in, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think the northwest, it's just all the Rocky Mountains coming down off of there would be perfect. A- and also, the more likelihood that there's a cave that they yeah. can hide in, like a cave yeah. system that yeah. they know from yeah. the back of their hand, you know, because they've been there well, generations. Been living there and everything, it would, they would probably have that common. Well, you're deep enough in the woods and no one finds you. Well, that's my thing. That's all. Especially (laughs) some here in Ontario, too, right? You can go missing and that's it. That's, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. And if we don't find you, like, a bear, for one, that would have gotten you. But, like, there's so many other things, right? Like, like, that's the least of of your worries is a bear. Going back to the number of cases, right? And this, this, I think, has done... Uh, Bigfoot slash Sasquatch, much more damage than like the Yeti has happened or, or the other ones across the globe, is the fact that we've had known fraudsters, people who have literally come forward who have been caught frauding the evidence. And that, um, from a cryptozoologist's point of view, that just really muddies the water, right? Well, I have one that says... Um you will always have people that will always try to whatever it is right we've had it with covid people going oh it's not real it's not real uh book author john green made a list of 1314 sightings through the 19th 19th and 20th centuries but modern bigfoot gained popularity in the late 1950s is when it just took right back off again 
But the original sightings I atomic sci-fi era in America. Oh, the original sightings I have started in 1884. That's but that's from the Western view. That's from the Western view. Yeah, because Indigenous have had. Oh, that's 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 different. That goes all the way back to the beginning. I think I think the key you want to point out there. Is uh, when it resurges in the 1950s in the United States, I believe that's the Washington case, and that was probably one of the biggest fraud cases on the market. Oh no! When no. it all came out, I know the one you're talking about. The, I got that later. Uh, the okay. the big one where it really resurged was from the 1960 Patterson Gimlin film, which has never been proven. That's that's the one we all know. That's yeah, the one that's that shows one, yeah. Bigfoot walking and then looking back over his shoulder a couple times, and then he walks. That one has always been maintained to be genuine. There's no fraudsters that have ever come forward. They've always maintained it. In fact, Patterson, or no, Gimlin, has said that film ruined his life. It destroyed him because no one ever believed him. He was was considered a crack. And Patterson, even when Patterson died, he still maintained till the day he died. It was true. Um, But even when you look at that film and you look at the movement, the movement does seem correct. The arms are moving properly. The legs are moving properly. There are a lot of other examples. Uh, Did they not examples. test the film? I thought they tested they, it and said they, they couldn't find any They could not find. It. They could find no faults with the yeah. film. They could find no evidence of tampering. Yeah. Uh, primatologists said, no, that was that suited an, uh, a primate walk, a bipedal primate walk. Um, you could see um, the facial expressions in the creature. Um, it really was... It was kind of the. uh, It's the one that's still thought of as. No, no, that's that was that film was the one that was basically. It's kind of what everything else is based off of. There's been a number of other ones, like like especially with the advent of YouTube. There's so many on there now, and many of them you can you look at them and you're like, oh please, like you just can know that I'm sorry, that's a guy in a costume, like like this just is wrong, wrong. But there are a number of them when you look at them, it's like there's something that really does seem to be a bit of truth in this um and plus it's like so many people it doesn't do anyone any good to come forward and say they saw bigfoot because many people have actually said it's destroyed their life many people wouldn't come forward until other people in the area like said something. People, right yeah it was yeah. it's not something that's like you're thought to be crazy if you come forward and you say it so it's it's not done to like ooh, people are gonna love me um but yeah the patterson gimlin that was the biggest one there was another big one in 94 called the Freeman footage. Um, and that one actually is, is a pretty good one. It actually, um, it, it's a very clear cut one. Like it's, it's very clear. And that was actually taken by a former forest ranger. So. But there was the one where they found the, the footprints. Oh, right? yes. Those were totally, the yes. guy came out and said, yeah, oh no, me and my son just made this up and made. Uh, what happened was that guy actually took it to his grave. His grand, uh, either his grandchildren or his children came forward later oh, okay. and said, no, uh, he had been playing a hoax on everybody, and this is what he used, and it was like a pair of shoes that had a yeah. latex foot built into yeah. the bottom of it, and he just went out walking. He took extra long strides and created the he hoax. He was bored. He was bored. Yeah, he, he wanted to do something, get everybody to get a laugh about it. Yeah, have a gaff, right? Yeah. Good times. Good times. The, the one that really struck me as it's kind of like um i couldn't quite say for certain whether or not it was real or not it's called the independence day film and it shows the bigfoot coming in 
scared of the camera, and then it scoops up a baby and then runs off. And it it looks very realistic. You can see the facial expressions. You can see the movement. It looks very real. But the gait of the large creature seems far too human to me. It doesn't match yeah. a lot of the other Bigfoot ones. So it's kind of one of those ones where I'm not sure of, but it is still taken as a big one. The other one that's really weird is it was actually captured from a eagle camera that they put in an eaglet nest, a bald eagle nest, to track and see how the babies were doing. And in the upper corner of it, they caught what looks to be a Bigfoot walking through. And you can see really? it walking through the bushes. And this was done at um, the in Michigan at one of the state parks. And what's fascinating is as the... The creature gets closer to the nest, the eaglets start freaking out. They start really calling for help. They're giving distress cries. And that one's interesting. It's kind of like, it's one of those ones that they, they say it's inconclusive. Yeah. Because you can't see the picture well enough, but it does look like a Bigfoot. Um, it's It really is. But there's so many fakes out there, which is so sad. And that's what, see, I had a lot of trouble researching this one and it's not that i'm not interested in bigfoot i'm kind of curious but like <sighs> i think the possibility of there being aliens is more likely than there being bigfoot yeah and i'm the same with both ufos and bigfoot if i found out tomorrow it's not going to change my life any i'm still going to have to pay taxes uh, that well yeah you know and get my oats. But that's the other thing, too. But There's but also the, the alien Bigfoot connection. Bigger, bigger questions that I want to take a look at. And an estimated point of view of the standing population of any one time of that species, right? But given the fact that although there have been that many sightings, right, um, it would obviously, at its best, would have to be a very minimal population, which raises me into a question of sustainability of the geome. Right, but if I give it more, a larger population, then I'm wondering, in well, gee, we should be running into them more frequently than we are, especially in places like North America, or Indonesia, or even Australia, where the majority of the land has been traversed by humans. That's where I always end up coming back to: is that your breeding population has to be a certain amount in order yeah. to maintain genetic stability so where is that breeding population because you have to have a large number for that and they have to be in the same area do do the big yeah cook... not be just so dispersed through the yeah. through the world do right? they have a yearly meeting where they come together to mate like, uh, like what it. you know because they almost always are solitary and next week on on mystery man we'll be talking about the inner worth inner earth series <laughs> i don't want Oh, wow. it, it's on the it's on the list actually. Oh, right, yeah, well, Inner Earth is on the list. Uh, hold, hold on, hold on. Um, crap, I had a thing. Sorry, what did you just say? We were just finishing up on the population. population. Right. Um, I heard that the reason we're seeing more Bigfoot now is because the population of them has drastically declined to the point where. There isn't enough genetics to keep the population going, so they don't care to hide so much anymore because they know they're going to die out. Well, yeah. I, well, even if they know that, they might just be 
you know, yeah. like Neanderthals sat there and waited for their own death, right? So, well, I he, think, yeah, they don't might not know, be aware of that, but yeah, they but, could be dwindling out but, if there is a possibility of them, right? And, and as a population-based humanity, if we're invading more and more of their feeding ground, they are going to be forced more into our territories in an attempt to feed. Well, and a species like that, we'd probably also see a lot, some aggression. I mean, elephants have been known to go in and trample farmers' fields because they took away their, their trees that they used to eat from, right? But that's elephant, not primate brain. Well, primates go to war, though. Chimpanzees will go to war with another... T- <laughs> another... When they when they assume the risk is is worth it, the question is if this is if this is a population a species that has spent eons hiding from predators, oh, is there yeah. is their main purpose their main defense is it to be hide to hide? Um, yeah, I'm taking it from a predatory uh, predatory view. Are they predators or or or, or are they you know? Well, and it, some are very gentle, right? Like it, bonobos and others. So maybe it is a, and I, I highly think if it's a primate somehow, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be on its own. The, the Primates behavior, are very much, very much social species. Very social, yeah. yeah. The behavior talks about that they eat um, berries and things like that. And deer is a big thing. You'll find them on deer trails. Um, but they don't have any there's really no sign of any natural defenses they have. They don't have any claws. Uh, like, they don't have big claws or anything where well, they we, can attack a bear. That we've seen. Well, so are they just feeding on carcasses of deer? Or are well, they Well, I've been heard that some um, Bigfoot attacks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my people thing is are ripped apart and slashed and big, stuff like that. So they got to have some... take down a deer with a swat, right? Yeah, they, they probably have some kind of a claw. Or something, because I would also imagine they're good climbers, so you would have to have something extra, no. I would think. It's not on, their, it's not on their, their hind feet, because the footprints don't show any evidence of extreme climbing. But, but now, oh, now this is where I'm going to throw in, right? Because we can talk about them as, as, uh, as an animal, or we can talk about them as a, as a primate. One of the things the primates have when they lack weaponry right, like humanity ourselves, is the ability to adapt the environment to suit our needs. So in other words, the reason we're not seeing them is because they have chosen to hide and have made camouflage nests that, well, no, and the reason why we don't know of anyone who stumbled into them, because just like a human nest, if you were to stumble in in a, in a, in a pre-Stone Age type time, um, you probably wouldn't have survived the attack that came at you. And we have a lot of people who go into the woods and just go missing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's actually some reports, you know, I'm sure people have heard of the 411 cases. Yeah. Um, there's actually some reports in that where people have seen the suspected person being carried off by something that looks like Bigfoot. Yeah. So, you know, it could be involved in that. The other thing is they do reportedly use tools. Um, See, and this is my thing. If something, if 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 it's going to do that, then it's it, it could take an aggressive measure at some point when it's necessary. Yeah. Um. Right now, if they are a small group, then they're safe right now, especially in our 
Canada's much more about keeping its forest habitat than the United States. Yeah. So I think it would become more clear we'd see in there first. The I, I have a question that's a little bit, you know, philosophical. Say we do discover them or gets to the point where they feel that they need to at least see if they can mix with humans to preserve their species, yeah. right? Say say that point comes, right? If that's like orcas a, are doing it. Orcas are orcas breeding are with men. Yeah, not with men. <laughs> I know. Just go on. I can always explain this later, but go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So, oh my You're god. So that guy. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm sorry. I need an adult. Okay, so say eventually that we we get that they want to be part of our society, right? Because for one, we might be running out of forest or they might be running out of population and that's one of their last ditch efforts is to finally join man and see if they can further themselves that way, right? Well, one of the key things that we do know that we do find in a lot of species, seagulls, for example, pigeons, foxes, rats, um, uh, there's a certain group of animals that are learning that with the destruction of their okay. wilderness, the thing that they have to do is learn to live in our new territories. Okay. And if it's not so much okay. to, being able to hang out with guys and, and like do the party thing on a Saturday, as much as it is as when they walk across your backyard, we go, oh, look, it's a Sasquatch. It's a science grant. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you honestly think humans would ever accept that? We can't no, even set people that aren't our color. Yeah, I don't think we're we never would gonna, accept it at all. And if it's a small number, if they become where they start attacking in any way, we'll take countermeasures. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna annihilate them. We're gonna put them in a zoo. Yeah. We're gonna test them. We're gonna yeah. humans are crazy that way. It'd be nice to Unless think we'd there's a benefit it. for us. Yeah, I was talking about it from their point of view, not the humans' point of view. Yeah, so so that, that's the thing they're about to find out. That was a noobs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we don't like things bigger than that. Well, I mean, if we can't eat it, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Or well, make money off of it, we don't want it. Well, however, we are, like, say this doesn't happen for, like, another hundred years, right? Uh, at the rate we're doing uh, increasing animal rights. Yes. Having, generation having, them, into... having, them, having them assimilate into humans kind then they would actually have closer to human rights than yeah. even say some of the chimpanzees or gorillas yeah. of today right so in that case could they actually somehow be brought in and and, and, and i think with the human the race? bigger problem with that is is um we talk about gorillas and and from the human perspective the gorilla is the worst of all possible of the other apes we talk about the gibbon and because it's so small we don't care about it right the problem is is that they're bigger than us i, I like the kabooch right and that's really we're not going to like that right we're not going to like a species going like a around our backyard that with a backhand can take our head off now, some of the ones in the other countries that are reportedly smaller, like the, the Yeti or the Yemen in um, uh, China or the uh, the one in, in Indonesia, that they are much smaller, almost like a pygmy version. Yeah, they are smaller. So they might do a yeah. bit better. Yeah. But interestingly... And also, you know, the Yetis live in parts where humans just don't want to live. Right. We don't want to live on top of the Himalayas. Like yeah. Toronto? <laughs> well, yeah. No offense to anybody in Toronto. I'm no. just goofing. No. Don't believe that. 
The other thing is, though, is like talking about breeding. One of the earliest reports in Canada from BC was from like 1884, and it was a logger that got abducted and he was gone for a week in the woods and when he finally came back he said yeah, he, he's like i was taken by by a group of sasquatches and they wanted me as their breeding male and no one believed him well of course but, not <laughs> but and he said he finally got away because the male that was guarding him uh choked on the guy's tobacco <laughs> but he still he to the day he died he claimed it was true and yeah. that so, so here's the question: Are in terms of breeding, maybe is it are they not breeding with each other? Are they breeding with humans? You, <laughs> there's a fun night. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's a here's a question for all of you: Would you smash or pass? I would definitely pass. You would pass yes. if a big strapping Bigfoot uh, came you know, up I'm with, and keep it within the species, people. You're gonna do it. No, like age of consent. Well, and yeah. Consent. Well, yeah, of course. Age and then consent. keep it that's a species. Anything that's not age of consent is disgusting. Yeah, exactly. But actually, though, they are technically within our species. They've actually been I given. No, I don't want to have sex with a bonobo either. They've no. They've actually been go- given their own taxonomy. It was applied for. They are officially. What is it? It is Homo Homo sapiens cognatus. And it's so they're like, saying they're a branch of humanity? No, because the, the, the company or the company, the group called ZooBank that officially <laughs> names... Bank. Yeah, ZooBank. <laughs> oh, ZooBank. ZooBank. <laughs> that was ZooBank. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> they officially name creatures. When you find a new creature, you give it to oh, ZooBank okay. and they officially name it. Their job is not to decide if the creature exists. Their do- job is to decide, is the name appropriate? And oh, is okay. it right to give... So they, sit, they look through the whole everything and they're like, we can't deny the name. It's, it's, we've been given a request for the name, so we are giving the name. The name is appropriate. It means human related by blood. So it, they are, they actually have their own, they are Homo sapiens cognatus. So technically it's the Homo sapiens, they are humans. We're Homo sapiens sapien, they're yeah, Homo sapiens I'm still, cognatus. I'm still okay with, yeah. <laughs> it does not mean I would want to And at this one. point in time, <laughs> I'm going to throw Russo at you. Um, Rousseau back in the 1700s, early 1800s, when did Rousseau live? Um, but one of his big philosophies that he worked with was the missing link. He wanted to find the minx missing links. And he honestly believed that if you mated humans with orangutans, the offspring would be the missing link. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there have been the theoretical... Yeah. In biologists for you know and we do we have zoo, you know we have cryptozoology right there are people that actually study this stuff go to school for 10 yeah. 12 years yeah. and probably make less than minimum wage doing this because yeah. <laughs> you know, i'm like what kind of job are you doing but the flip side but but given that same thing that's the key right um the reason why Rousseau was so fixated on the missing link is because they don't have the reason we call it the missing link is because they don't have a fossil record. And if they still existed as a species, i.e. Sasquatch, Yeti, Yowley, right? Very possibly that they, those are representing our missing link. Uh, that's what I was about to say, yeah. Um, and We what do I was... have a record of, of hominids, though. And well, yeah, some. Line, but we but... don't have a... There's nothing concrete that this is the offshoot offshoot of humanity of homo sapiens sapiens you know, right there's something missing right there yeah, well there's a bunch missing there's yeah. going to be a whole bunch of steps we just haven't found it right so there is actually quite a number of theories on this one 
The in in China, it's called a yarin, and its appearance and everything else really it comes from the exact same area that the gigantopithecus came from. So it also comes from the same area as a previously known group of Neanderthals. So what the thought is is that at some point these creatures went across the land bridge over to North America, and there they evolved differently somewhat. That does not explain how they could get to Australia. Does not explain well, that one. But Australia so, also there was a land bridge from Indonesia to the northern part of Australia bef- during been, the last ice last so, couple of ice ages. But it's it's called the Bigfoot Giganto theory, and it's it's to explain how it could have come into being out of Asia, um, because there was the Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Mm-hmm. Gigantopithecus. Thank you, Blackie. I play um, Ark. Thank you. I, I, I do too, but I still can't say the word. Um, but they believe that that evolved into, into this, into Bigfoot, Sasquatch, all that. So they're just trying to get samples. Unfortunately, there's no samples. The samples that they have taken have all come back as negative. They're deer, yeah. they're elk, or whatever. And, and that's what I wanted to bring up for, um, about earlier. When I went to go and try and research this, I'm like, okay, well, sometimes Joe Rogan has some really good guys on there, you know. Uh, I saw an interview with Dan Aykroyd that I oh, really enjoyed. Oh, I watched enjoyed. the one with Roseanne. I oh, watched all of his stuff. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any yeah. of that, but um, he had one about Bigfoot. I'm like, okay. And then, and it was with the guy who is apparently working on the series Sasquatch. Now, that's really vague because there's a lot of things called Sasquatch out there. There's like, it's, yeah. And I guess it's on Hulu. It does seem to be a popular title in all the streaming services. Yeah. Bigfoot something. Especially in Tubi. You go to Tubi. Tubi's got a lot of it. Yeah. I know. Which is where I should have gone. I was going to say that, but but, Matt beat me to it. But I was like, Tubi's got a whole shitload of uh, Bigfoot things. But um, I don't find Bigfoot scary. So the I'm like the e-berries. Okay. Yeah. Come on, people. So I turn on Joe Rogan, right? And this guy is the guy who he, he wrote this series from an experience he had. And I'm like, okay, this ought to be good. And the series itself has been, you know, cranked to the max, right? Like there yeah. it Creative is Creative Liberty. Yeah, it, it was done for entertainment purposes, not educational yeah. purposes, right? So um He's telling the story that it's based on, and he had parachuted into this guy's pot farm, and this is back before it was all legal and all that kind of stuff, and uh, they got to know each other or whatever, and the next day they went out, and they were on an entire day-long mushroom trip where they did something like eight grams of mushrooms each or something and just went on a, you know, lovely day kind of thing. So, so no no i guess better so then they get home and they're just you know winding down they're coming down from their high and these guys show up at the door and they're all covered in mud and they're screaming about how they were just down the road they found two bodies they were ripped to shreds and all this kind of stuff and they swear they saw a bigfoot that did it and all this kind of stuff and then the guy who's telling the story goes on to realize 
later that, yeah, those two gentlemen were pretty sure they were on crystal meth. And I'm like, okay, so this entire story, <laughs> I cannot, I cannot use it. Yeah. And, and it pushed it aside for me. I had trouble looking at any encounters yeah. after yeah. that because well, like, there's yeah, so yeah, many of them. If you're doing drugs, I'll wait. I have no problem. You want to do drugs? You're Fine. an adult. Do whatever the fuck you want. But yeah. don't sit there and come out and say that that's just going to be credible. Oh, this is true. I saw Bigfoot. You were doing meth and mushrooms. Yeah, whatever, buddy. Yeah. But but it does point out a very valid thing with a lot of a lot of the sightings because it is so quickly a uh, thought in our head, and we all have an image of it in North America, and even the Yeti from the Himalayas. We even have so been indonated. With that image, that when we're out in the woods and something large it doesn't look right, Shows our up, mind yeah. wants to put a yeah. name to it, and it's going to put Bigfoot. So, a lot of the time, it could be something just like a, a cougar on a rock or a lynx behind a tree that was just climbing up, and you see like the lynx paw. It could be a butterfly. Your could, brain's going to go freak yeah, out. Oh yeah. You know. Oh my God! It's Mothra. It's going to eat me. Um, but I we've had those those myths for so long because before it was dangerous to go wandering you didn't go into those woods because people just didn't come out of those woods and when you're a small group yeah i think this is the way like the, the the mythology part it's a lot about if you leave the camp if you leave the fire at night you know your way will get you yeah he'll get you so then it i was the like children together it keeps them afraid right yeah because so then i was still fear sometimes i was thinking after that i'm like okay i don't want to look up encounters because I am not a good judge of character enough to be able to tell who's lying and who's not. That, well, I think Colleen did a great job with that. You know, Co Colleen's good at this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll look at some evidence. And then Sarah sent me a couple um, different columns to read. And I started going through that. That's when I found out about the guy who caused the hoax back in 1950-something or others there. 53, I think. Maybe 58. I don't know. I wrote it down. I'm not looking at the book right now. And uh, so then I'm like, okay, well, if there's someone out there that's willing to go into the deep woods and do this kind of stuff, then that means there's a very big possibility that people are making casts of things like that, or they themselves are making the mud prints and then going out and making a cast. So all those kind of evidence has kind of gone out the way for me too. Yeah. Uh, some of the skulls I've seen, there's no way to prove whether or not that's um, a Sasquatch skull or a bear skull that has been weathered in a certain way or, you know, a big cougar or, you know. Has there ever been a skeleton recovered, even a partial There's a bunch of something? photos that are said that, yeah, they're Sasquatch, yeah, they're Sasquatch, but I don't know how they're going to prove it. They don't but, have uh, But I, I think, Matt, you're hitting on a very important thing with, <laughs> with truth and truth existing along with hoax. Um, that's, and, that's the problem and because I can't distinguish but, it myself but, I stopped looking for them but that but the hoax doesn't disprove it right no right no. and that's the key that we constantly have to remember we want to go that way because we've been taught that this and what we hear about right of all of those cases that that we started off at the beginning of the podcast tens of thousands right we're able to name three or four hoaxes but all of us talked about hoaxes Right, is being predominant within the field, and that's the problem. They're carrying so much weight, in, but in comparison to the actual number of sightings and such, that's where it begins to waver for me a bit. 
There's, there's got to be, the way I see it is there's something out there. I don't know what. There's too many people who have reported something. There's too many videos, especially with YouTube out there, because the amount of videos on YouTube are unflippin' believable. And yes, a number of them, you look at them, you're like, oh, please. But there are also ones you look at them, you're like, I don't know what I'm seeing. I, I, I really don't know. Um, there's something out there. Too many people have seen it. Where my problem comes is where's any DNA evidence? Like there's no hair samples that have been proven to be from any primate. There's, there has not, there's been one sample that was tested years and years ago, but it was never retested under laboratory conditions. Cannibalism. Good point. Yeah, they could they could actually sacrifice the like get rid of the body completely. Yeah, yep. maybe get they rid could of the body. eat it and then burn it or yep. just burn it. Yep. Get rid um, of the body, you you hide or your maybe dead. they find a way to get rid of it by feeding it to other animals well, or something. Or you, and then they would if they had any sort of culture, they would they would do a, a death ritual. Even right? even Neanderthals did that. So yeah, I mean absolutely. maybe maybe we're looking at they've got a death ritual. They have found yep. they have found deer skeleton structures. Um, they found what they thought were nests. But oh, yeah. I read about the nests. Yeah. And they have found these structures, which were made out of deer skeleton. Ooh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Cool. And there were some pictures of them. It's quite interesting. It's it's definitely made by something. It's not just, you know, skeletons just happen to end yeah, up Yeah, exactly. Um, the sounds they make are very interesting, listening to some. And apparently, they'll actually use sticks on, on wood, and, and they will actually bend branches and weave them together. It's it's interesting some of the 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 evidence left behind in these areas. Um, I think there definitely is something out there. I don't know what there's. There's got to be something. It can't just all be hoaxes. Um, no, I don't think it's all hoax. I think that. I mean, I think a lot of it is just is imagination. Yeah. I think when we we're afraid we and things go and in the dark, we can't see in the dark. Exactly. We're not a species who does very well in the dark. So. You're in a lot, you're, you know, even a small group, you could get afraid very quickly. Yeah. And it can spread. Yeah. And I think a lot of it was teaching tools to keep yep. the, the social oh, cohesion. Yeah. So keep the group together, keep the group together. So we tell these stories, right? And they just get passed down and passed down. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not totally like, I think anything is possible. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah there could be a group. You, you know what really right. bugs me? But just to reiterate and, and go a little bit further with um, Coleman's just stated, um, one of the things, and this is going back to my childhood when I was about 16, still in high school, um, and uh, we went to Ojibwe Park, which is inside the Essex County thing, right? You know, we get the tour with the tour guide, and he tells us about the Ojibwe Park, and always make sure every student group that he goes in, because we go in late in the season when it's, the waters have frozen over, Right, so he'll show the pond where it's obvious that a creature has smashed through the ice from underneath, and then oh, he'll show the 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 footprint of the animal that they think is the one that came out of from underneath the ice, right? And like we're sixteen year old, we're not being terrified, <laughs> but we don't know if he's laughing at us or if we if it's a true story or not. But we leave that with that impression in the back of our head, as you said, to make sure the kids don't wander far. Yeah, yeah. I, the camp I was at all the time as a kid had ghost stories they always told. 
Yeah. And it was, yeah. and, and the stories were always based on the, you do not go into the woods. Yeah. You do not I think go that's, in there. that's the thing. This has been through our cultures for, well, as long as we've been thinking as homo sapiens. Yeah. Would you it's call been me? There. <laughs> so when. Well, yeah, it is. It is. And, and especially if you're, you know, a small group or just, you know, when you're, when you're in a larger group, say you're in like a small community of, you know, a couple hundred people, you're going to feel safe. Yeah. It's when you're out and you don't know where you are and it's dark and it's just a small group of you, people are going to go, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? You know, we all do it. Um, today. I, speaking of that. One of the weirdest moments I had in my life was I was going to a, a wedding up north, Ontario. And I went from the near north to the middle north to the far north. And the weird thing about the far north, at nighttime, it's dark. Yeah. Not like it is here no. in southwestern Ontario, where it stays kind of like a grayish thing all the time. Even when you get to Owen <clears> Sound, <throat> no, the lights are out. Yeah, you don't see your hand in front of your face. So, one thing that really bugs me about Bigfoot, right? So, yeah, there's videos of, you know, blurry images. But the problem I have is that we're in the year 2022 right now. There's such thing as not only HD cameras. You've got the yeah. Ultra HD with... You know, yeah, our, our 720, 1080. Better than what these these pictures then were you taken get, with. Yeah. Then you got 4K, and now we're up to 8K, and some of those can be found in phone form. Other ones, if you're out hunting Bigfoot, why do you not have an 8K? You know, snap zoom. Well, they have. The, I've seen some shows where they've actually. I don't know. They say they went out. They could have just went to the backyard. I have no idea. But, but my thing is, know. why don't we have anything in focus? Anything that looks substantial. That would actually make me go, yeah, okay, maybe there is something there. With the technology we have, I should be able to watch one poop from about three kilometers away and be able to figure out what color his cornhole is. Like, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Like, we have this technology. And now that we got drones that are doing 8K video and shit like that. we have satellites that could take pictures of us right now. So, I mean, I have to admit, like, like, I did a lot of... I did a lot of camping in, in Alberta as a kid, uh, you know, back in the back, you know, uh, yes, extremely bloody dark. And, and I even, you know, up at my aunt's cottage, even not as bad. There were times when I took out the camera and, you know, I'd get startled. Let me tell you, there was nothing that could have made that camera go straight. Well, no, it was oh, I understand that. Like we do have, we do have st- uh, image stabilization now, yeah. but to a point. But you know, when you're yeah, the camera's going like this, for a lot of people, be, but... for a lot of people, they get surprised. Like it's not generally the researchers yeah. that are seeing these; it's no. the average person who's just out hunting deer or out camping, and suddenly, boom! And lots um, of these people who are out camping and hunting have beer with them. Yeah, so it's, it's exactly. <laughs> like, but, so, know. like when I see the camera go all shaking, that I think, oh yeah, that just looks like like me when I was uh, photographing my cousins or oh, when yeah. I saw that I bear, yeah. but. Well, that's what I'm saying is yeah. fear is such a motivator that yeah. it, it's most likely most of these are just, well, your and, brain went and, off and just, oh my God, and interesting. It's, it's Godzilla, it's right? Yeah. Well, An interesting point is that a researcher actually did um, a study to find out, okay, here's the areas we see Bigfoot in. What other animal likes those type of areas? One animal, the, black, the black bear. Yeah. What does a black bear look like when it stands up on its hind well, legs? Oh, yeah, they're like seven feet tall. So it's kind of like, you know, I read that and I'm like, 
that actually makes sense. You know, you see a black well, bear standing on its hind legs. It's going to look a lot I like a Bigfoot. I lived up north as a kid. Yep. My father worked for Ontario Hydro. So we went to, we were in Atacoka and Thunder Bay. You went, there was bears. Yep. I mean, my, my aunt lives in Sudbury. And she's, there's times that they call in somebody because a bear is in a backyard and they don't want to hurt the bear. They're just like, okay, you know, there's a bear in the backyard. Somebody's got to come and get it because it's going to get hurt or somebody's going to get hurt. Right. But, but in that question, right. And this is where I'm going to go back to uh, you calling in from the point of view of the the footage that you mentioned and I'm walking and walking as a bipedal primate. Now a bear standing on its two hind legs does not walk like a bipedal primate. His legs actually are too short to even give that gait. Yes. Right? So that throws that wrench in right there. So that's where I always kind of end up on the fence. I like, I read the black bear thing. I hear about that. And I'm like, okay, that might account for some of the sightings. But it does not account for all of them. No, not all. But it could, I could easily see that somebody's scared in the moment, only sees a glimpse of it, just saw it for a second. And bears can't. Bears but can't walk upright. For some of the That's best, the thing. for some of only... the best footage, no, it is definitely not a bear. Yeah. No yeah, way. Bears in can't walk when they're upright. Yeah, yeah. They can't walk. There, there they was... go up as a defensive measure or to get something to eat. Like I got to tell so, you, and if they are going to run, they get down on all fours and then charge. Yeah, and I mean, I, I got to tell you, I went down the rabbit hole with this, like. <laughs> Oh boy, did I go down the rabbit hole. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) So I watched so many videos on Bigfoot last night and today. It was unbelievable. And there were a number where it was like, okay, I'm sorry, that's a bear. But there were, and then there were, then there were ones where I'm like, okay, someone's wearing a costume. (laughs) But there were a lot where I was like, (laughs) and I I paused, I rewind, I zoomed. Oh, see, I watched a lot of those on YouTube. It's like, this alien walking on stilts or whatever yeah. it looks like and they don't know what it is. There's sometimes you go, ooh, what the fuck is I that? <laughs> and, then, and then the interesting ones where you come across are the ones that are, don't know what this is. Can someone help? Yeah. And as what you mentioned, Matt, in terms of the um, going invisible, there's a number of stories out there about that type of thing happening. You know, the woods go silent and they see something moving through the woods and it's just kind of like almost like a an outline yeah. it's invisible but they can kind of see it yeah, kind of some not some of them have made me jump and it's they're <laughs> I'm like watching them they're like oh. they're like creepy they're very creepy there's some really good uh cctv yeah. footage with that yeah where where there's not you can see the trees moving but there's nothing there yeah and at the same time the motion activated the camera yeah right? and some of the footage i watched it actually looked as as the the bigfoot sasquatch walked away it actually looked like they disappeared oh. it, it didn't it it, yeah. it was the like fairies they, yeah it looked like they just all of a sudden disappeared like like there was nothing for them to go behind they're just gone and it was like okay that's that's really weird uh now yeah. now here's a weird thing that i just popped into my head that i'm going to throw in this it's just i hope it doesn't muck the waters but Given that whole aspect of being invisible, bending light, right, just disappearing, um, those terms I would also use for any time we're walking into when we're actually witnessing an opening dimensionally, right? Yeah, right. So, so at that point in time, are we like 
dimensionally traveling to a past life of Earth, or not even a past life, but to what an Earth that's uh, still in that caveman pre-Stone Age era, well, there, or an echo or something of that sort, because that would give all of that effect. Right, if it's a dimensional shift. Well, they're also saying that they're linked to extraterrestrials, and uh, they are remnants of the first mankind before the flood. Yeah. Is uh, is another way they came at it. One <laughs> one interesting thing talks about their connection to the Wendigo. Um, in terms of you know the Wendigo is very very similar to Ooh, the Sasquatch. The Wendigo, eh? Yeah. So it's that brings in the question that you can go two way on this one. So is the Wendigo a story that was based off of something that the native people saw, or is the Bigfoot a spirit creature? And that's one thing that people have talked about is 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 this a spirit creature? Because it's been in the native mythology lore for yeah, forever. and and going and going to the first person's mythology, and that's where I'm going to go with this because I don't think there's a relationship at all between the Wendigo and Sasquatch Bigfoot. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. The Wendigo is a malevolent spirit mm-hmm. of hate and yeah. evil yeah, that I takes over yeah. and warps yeah. a human. I was just like, mentioning what I read. Yeah. I didn't believe in it. I thought it was right. interesting, the correlation right. it's, it's usually very much tied into the environment. Too. Yes. Now, Doing now, damage to the environment can bring this upon us. If you're talking about that suicide forest in Japan, that there might be a Wendigo in there, then yeah. Yeah. But but that's not a big that's foot. That's just a freaky thing. Right? Oh god, that's weird. Well, that's a different. That's a Japanese. I know it's a whole different culture thing that. too, which yeah. is why I probably don't understand it. You know. Um, but but again, just speaking there, the Wendigo. When you take a look at it, like we say, it's the First Nations name. But when you take a look at some of some of the things that we have coming from the Orient, Japan and China, and some of their ghosts, especially any of their angry spirits which tend to have that same, not so much that they go around hurting things, as much as they make someone evil and vile and larger than life and have them consume the evil. So, wow, all of a sudden it's like, maybe they're all around the world, these Wendigos. But but the Bigfoot, although I can't agree it might be a spiritual creature, again, fits with my dimensional shift, but in no way, shape, or form, I don't want to say that it's good as much as I want to say it's natural. And the Wendigo is unnatural. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it would be natural, and it might even be supernatural, the Bigfoot, or the Sasquatch, or the whichever term you want to use, because we're going really loosely tonight. We're not going Because some people actually say, no, a Bigfoot is different from a Sasquatch, and a Sasquatch is different from a... Uh, yeah, some people do. A, yeah. a skunk ape. And and a skunk ape is different from a wild man, and a wild man is different from a hairy man, from a grass man. Like, you know, they're... See, and I've always known the term wild man, wild woman, wild child would be the child that's been in the wilderness and is raised by another species. The, the, the wild man, the grass man, and the hairy man are English versions of indigenous terms. Yeah. They're... I, I, I didn't write them down, 
because I knew if I tried to say any of these terms, I would butcher it horribly. So I just didn't bother. Yeah, did really well I those. just I just took the English versions and and wrote those down yeah. because I I cannot speak any number of indigenous cultures languages because there's lots of those too. But yeah, a lot of them actually, a lot of the different tribes yeah, in the indigenous culture believe in yeah. a wild man yeah, or a, wild a man. or a and great I think ape there would have been or, cause for that because there would have been somebody sometime along in the group would have went nuts but like and i had to think... be banished from the group right so he could always a wild man well i mean schizophrenia would have been very difficult for a small group to deal with right but they wouldn't have any idea they wouldn't no, have possessed. They possessed so yeah. they would have been banished and for the safety of the group right it's just how we 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 work and then they would go feral well, that's it. They go nuts and they start killing animals to eat them. So you go out there, they'll get you. You, you get them to walk your dog, and next thing you know, they got hungry and ate your dog. Yeah. You know, and, well, because like a, if you go back to like prehistoric man and stuff like that, you ate what you found. You didn't care if it, you know, if it was smaller than you, you just ate it. Yeah, we learn to pretty well eat everything on the planet. Yeah, and the things that don't that can't kill us. Like, I mean, we will think eat things that can kill us, such as rattlesnakes and stuff. People eat snake and cobra. Yeah, and if, if how hungry was the person who first ate an oyster, or or <laughs> created milk or cheese? Oh, I or, think that would have just been a fluke. I milk. And, I think cheese I think would have been just, a fluke. Oops, we I left the milk out too flu- long. Yeah, I think yeah. it was just a fluke. And but it's still good. It's still good. You know, it's well, all. Well, also, most of it, they think a lot of it was also used medicinally. We yeah. we yeah. did tie into that, the, you know, penicillin from cheese. It did something. You put that on the wound, it doesn't get bad, you know. Not that we knew what it was. Yeah. So, dairy's been with us for a long time. Goats first. I would really like to uh, Google Earth a Bigfoot. Like, see if there's a list of Google Earth locations and see if Google Earth found oh. anything. Because, like, I've seen them, like, pick up guys being okay, naked. Okay, next time I'm the... bringing my iPad. You have an I iPad? I can do that. I have Google Earth on that. <laughs> I don't keep it on the phone. The screen's too small. I have an Android, which plays way nicer with Google. Well, I'm sorry, but, yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that. And I could do it, but I don't. Oh, that is definitely one. Oh, man. You got, I'm pro Apple here, so, you It's know. on the list, so you have to come in favor <laughs> oh, okay. of Apple. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, oh, I, oh, okay. So, Peter, you're on my team for that one. We're yeah. the Samsung okay. boys. <laughs> I've just spent way too much money now to give up Apple. <laughs> I have all of Futurama on iTunes. <laughs> I have Dinosaurs, the oh. series, Jim Henson series See, that's on what, iTunes. You have what one? Huh? What did Jim you Henson's dinosaurs. Okay, uh, did you want to be on the list for Absolutely. that episode? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I do the dinosaurs. Yeah. Did I miss that? I don't know if you missed it, but I said I I'll, would. Yeah. I'll double so check. I thought it. you had it. Right? Yeah. So okay. I'll do. Oh, do you? Yeah. But well, yeah. Maybe we'll get into those kind of Invader Zim. I have all of Invader Zim. God, that's a hilarious show. So yeah, like actually, and it's interesting. You know, I think of. of you know, Bigfoot often is, you know, this cute, cuddly thing. 
Harry and the freaking Hendersons. I know. That and was the perfect, it, yeah. It did that to me. It's like, I think of Big That's, I don't. I think just kind you. of like, okay, so it's a big, hairy ape. Yeah, like, it's, I like, don't care. I, I mean, don't hurt it. The damage that <laughs> Just that leave it alone. Like, it's not going to do anything to you. Yeah, it's no big deal. It'll sit in your there you go too, like Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, yeah. That that was a thing and a half back oh then. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it was. It was a very popular show. Very popular. Yeah. Oh yeah. And growing up in that time, I loved that. Like you could actually get plushies. I watched it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a movie, and then it came a TV series. Yeah. And I remember my sister and I watching it oh, and laughing to yeah. it. And, you know, I yeah. loved it. I loved yeah. it. I hate it, Elf. I just thought it was the most sarcastic thing. I'll have like, a medium you know rare calico, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that's on the list, too. Is like, you say another wisecrack like that. Okay, FBI. Well, yeah. an alien. He got captured, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, got yeah. dissected or something. Yeah, 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 they didn't really air it. They didn't air it. <laughs> I know that. That would have destroyed my childhood. No, no, he well, didn't. Well, it mo- was deemed way too dark. No, yeah. to, no, to put no they did movies afterwards. He actually ended up getting out because yeah. someone at the Institute let, let him out. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, they explained that yeah, he actually got away. I just didn't like the character at all. Yo! Yeah, I didn't like the character at all. It's gonna be an alien. Let it be a fucking alien. Let it be an alien. <laughs> I don't want to hear Mel Brooks just get doing you know wisecracks. Okay, so so do you... I don't know who it was. It's just who I. It's the only so voice actor get... that's really famous to me that I know Mel right Brooks now. Line. Huh? Mel Brooks line. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. his shit, right? So, so do you like think that, kind of that maybe Bigfoot could have been you know the first version of man and things went weird? Or do you see it as an evolutionary Nature thing? Nature is where, weird, anyway. But do you see it as a, or like, or do you see it as the evolutionary way, where it's the missing links between, you know, the bigger apes and us? You know, it's that middle ground. So I you got the evolution one, you've got the creationist one. Which one do you think is more there? And then you've also got the alien ones, which has been, you know, they were planted here and. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Colleen. Okay. I think that, truthfully, that Bigfoot and its other namesakes across the world, I think it's more of an offshoot. Um, it would make sense to me that at some point, let's say Gigantopithecus, I did it, um, or Neanderthal or something like that, ended up with an offshoot created. That makes a lot more sense to me than, oh, well, Homo sapiens devolved or whatever. Devolved might not be the right world. But it's... There are so many weird things in our evolutionary history, like negative blood, um, you name it. So many crazy ass things. So I could see it that why not one little troop of Gigantopithecus survived and then or a little bit of intermating. They got smaller through through environment, through intermating. They just ended up changing to what they are now. Bigfoot, they crossed the land bridges. You know, that makes sense to me. But then that would also play into, because they say that we're part of that, right? We're the next one up from that. Gigantopithecus? Well, we're, okay, so we're a couple up from that. Yeah, we're quite a few up from that. Yeah. But, but like... But let me, let me just get in here. Colleen, I tend to agree with you, right? But I think it's, for me, it's less inbreeding than offshoots that, in reality, didn't fail. Yes. Right? Like... I mean, for this one, I'm going to go right to the Yeti, right? Because the Yeti, we know, has claws, which it needs for where it lives, right? right? And when we look at the other species of these, they are very de- 
um, predetermined to the territory that they live in, um, such as the Australian one. He's in the he lives in the water areas of the deep desert, tend to be higher in the mountains, really, really rough terrain. And again, now are all of them mountain based? That was one that I was I was wondering. No, no. there's a, an Ohio grassland one which lives on the farmlands of Ohio. Oh. Right, but that's yeah. how I see it more as a natural thing. Is that they're offshoots <laughs> that didn't die off; yeah. they were only small offshoots. And for for to uphold that argument, we merely need to look at Australia, because the whole marsupial yeah. uh, line for uh, the most Australia part, is amazing for its rarity that's right. and creatures. For, and, for and, hell, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, right. That technically shouldn't really be surviving. As well, that's the weird part. And evolutionary biology, evolutionary biology in Australia is unbelievable. Well, they're the only planet with marsupials. Yeah, yeah. The only place on the planet. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that just blew we that. One. Sorry. We got. I think we got one. What is it? The armadillo? Uh, no, no, I thought it was one of the rats from South America. Oh yes, that's right. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, but it's it's rare. Marsupials very rare. are no, very rare, so, and they have most of them are in Australia, but. My thinking is when it comes to... Isn't the awesome? The opossum? The possum? He's also a mar- mar- That's a marsupial, yeah, for sure. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Who now are overwintering in Canada. They haven't moved that far north. They have uh, two living populations thriving here in Ontario. There's like a the population thriving. Too. Canada, the southern, it's getting hotter. There's a population of possums thriving possums. in my backyard. They're harmless. Feed the bugs. They're they're ugly when they smile, but other than that, they're completely harmless. Yeah, they're completely harmless. It's just the opossum. That's our only one in North America. Yeah. There's like ten different versions of it. It's yeah. Just the opossum. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know an opossum was marsupial. I had yeah. no idea. I think I knew it at one point and forgot it. <laughs> no, I had no idea. That's cool. But my thing is with evolution, I think everything's just it's all based on evolution. All biolog- biological life on this planet evolves. Yeah. It's not about intelligence. It's not about strength. It's not about, you know, and it's not about anything except a biological species being able to adapt quick enough yeah. to an ever-changing environment. Yeah. So if we're talking about evolution, shit just happens. The universe is chaos. This is my whole theory with this. Yeah. The yeah. universe is just chaos. That... There could be a whole offshoot of hominids that we have no idea about. Yeah. Well, we just and haven't until looked, we right? until we haven't. Yeah, until we come across something like that. And yeah, yeah. I think it's possible if it's if it's real. It's through evolution. It's evolved in an offshoot that has been able to keep, like she said, an offshoot. It's just part of that that line. It goes this way, this way, this way. It well, tries to find that, a niche, right? That, that was the thing, too. Uh, for uh, Colleen was saying that, you know, there's different versions everywhere. For them getting across all these different land masses, I'm not surprised at all, especially if some of them used to exist around when it was Pangaea. And at that point, you have free reign of the whole planet because it's all one piece. Or the waterway is very... And, and, and another key element to bring in there, because they would be such isolated populations in such terrains, uh, again, I'm going to the Yeti, where um, survival instincts are paramount in their lifestyle. They're not, culture will develop on a minimal level, but it's not going to go to the leisure of science and such. Yes. 
Now, on the flip side, as we were saying earlier with the Bigfoot Sasquatch, um, the fact that it seems to be trying to integrate, that could be merely because it's now recognizing in a natural way that there's another humanoid in its territory. Because not only that, but I also remember in a lot of the original stories, there was no harm done, but the later stories, there's harm being done. Right, you know, you're talking about the elephants, right? Um, so again, that even fits further with my natural argument for them. So, final thought before we end this thing out. Oh, no, final thought. Um, as far as I'm concerned, oh, the only way that you could prove it is by either shooting one and bringing in a carcass, which I don't think I agree, especially if the numbers are as low as they are. Yeah. Two, netting one and bringing it in. Uh, that's also going to be hard because usually, like if you've seen a lot of net guns, they'll shoot pretty far, but usually not to the distances no, that some of these close. videos are yeah. done, right? So that's not going to work. Uh, tranking, that kind of thing. Yeah, okay, that could work. But the bigger thing is, say you trank one and you get it into a truck and you're bringing it back. Who's to say you're not taking someone's baby? Well, and the thing is, is or tranquilizers like are one the last we don't like of... to use because, especially with species we know nothing about. Yeah, we have no idea how much it would take to, to knock it out. Well, or, between we us and an elephant, way, right? so like, how do you figure that out? Your yeah. best bet well, would be to look for DNA to try and get a DNA sample. Try and search yeah, for I think for that's hair, the thing. If you could find something, spore, anything, or like if that. we do find a footprint. Should be able to find DNA and some of it. There'll be yeah. skin flakes coming off some. Well, they say they have hair, but the hair didn't have any DNA in it because it didn't get the uh, the, the, the 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 DNA tag from the follicle. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did it right. Yeah, yeah go yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, it didn't get the root. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this has been a tricky one for me because there's so much that is not true. That it drowned out all the stuff that could be true and, for me. And here, and here's where one of those things where I'm going to throw in. And again, Coleman mentioned it. I know, and I'm open-minded on the subject. Um, the the element is though, is if someone out there is going to say it's a hoax, even if you shoot one, net one, crank one, yeah. they're still going to say that it was all a hoax. Or or if, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, if Over they, there. <laughs> or if they do get one, it'll get covered up. And I'm going to say this, and then the helicopters are going to show up again. Well, that would still Actually, be, think, I think it would be very difficult in today's age, information age, to try to keep something like that. There is one really interesting video of, of one. Yeah. And you hear a helicopter above. And, and the couple filming just thought the helicopter was flying over, but the helicopter went chasing after the, uh, yeah. in the direction it went. Just as an interesting one, it's like you know. Hey, you never what, know what eh? is known about these that we don't know. Well, lots of us don't know a lot. exactly. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening and you've seen one, I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just saying you have to work hard to prove these kind of things in today's society, especially with the technology how we have nowadays. So like, there's almost no excuse, especially if you're out specifically looking for them. But anyways, uh, I've been Mystery Matt. Thank you, everybody here, for joining me. Thank you, everybody here night. for listening this night. line. And we'll see you next time. Night -night. Take it easy.